Four, please. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the six o'clock pairing. On the tee, from River West, please welcome Gabe Neitzel. Also on the tee, from the third ward, this is Stephen Watson. It's Monday evening, and you're on the tee, presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Now to take you around the course, live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at Radio City, alongside Stephen Watson, here's Gabe Neitzel. We're not supposed to be here. Not supposed to be here. Now, we still would have been doing the show. We just wouldn't have been doing the show from here, the one call that's all Gruber Law Office Studios. Again, it's a, it's a Tuesday show. Usually you can hear us, if you typically listen to us, on Mondays from 6 to 7, but yesterday being the holiday, our show gets bumped to the following Tuesday. Now, we'll be on Mondays for the rest of the year, but that was how we just kind of ended up falling with, you know, the, the 4th of July, of course, back on Memorial Day, which seems like it was forever ago. Somehow we're still on the air, Stephen. But today we were supposed to be, and we were at one point, in the state of Illinois. We had the annual Writers' Cup. W-R-I-T-E-R-S. Writers' Cup. Uh, It's an annual event that takes media members from the state of Wisconsin against media members in the state of Illinois. We play 27 holes. It's all Ryder Cup-style format. So the first nine holes, it is foursomes, better ball, best ball, if you will, uh, where, you know, four ball, where it is, uh, you know, each play your own ball, you take the best score of the team, and that's your score for the whole nine-hole match. Then you go to alternate shots, which is four sums, um, and then we were supposed to have singles matches. For, so from my understanding, there was severe weather that rolled through Milwaukee earlier today. Didn't know about that, but I know about the severe, severe weather that went through Romeoville, Illinois. As we were pulled off the course, Stephen, we were partnered up. We were excited. I mean, it was... I don't know if we would have been doing a radio show together after all the time we were supposed to spend together today. Uh, we drove down together. We were partners for the the foursome. Uh, excuse me, the uh, the the four ball partners for the foursomes. We probably would have ended up playing together on our respective singles matches. Did a radio show, then drove home together. Like we were going to be get together today from like seven a.m. all the way to about nine p.m., which did not happen. And I think that. Uh... It's actually impressive that we are sitting across from each other after those first couple of holes on alternate shot because <laughs> the way that Gabe Neitzel looked into my eyes after I missed a very, very short putt on the first hole to put us one up. It's um, probably the best shot I hit all day. I was, uh, I was a little concerned that um, if it wasn't me driving us down there, I would have been left behind. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I got you back by probably hitting the worst layup shot in the history of layup shots on the following par three. So We ham and egged the wrong way <laughs> in our alternate well, shot. I, I don't know what you call that. Uh, so I, got, I don't know if there was a winner today because we didn't play enough. We also took off because we decided um, we didn't want to stick around to like just do a radio show down there and hang out for three hours. So we ended up driving back, but it did not go well for us. Um, it was some of the more blustery conditions that I have played in. Um, man, it was, it was tough conditions out there. Is that, what's the windiest you've ever played in? That was up there. 
That was probably about a three or four club wind. I mean, that was a noticeable and around a lot of water. So, I mean, it was a lot of shot shaping and playing four clubs up just to carry the water. Forget about the pin. You know, you're just trying to stay and play at that point, and I didn't do a very good job. Try to find some dry land. I I played one round at Aaron Hills at the end of last, or two summers, or two falls ago that was 40, rainy, four club wind. Oh, Rainy and that windy? It was no bueno. But my buddy and I, we toughed it out, and I think the caddies still hate us for you know, going out on the course because they were hoping that we would quit so that they would oh, sure. on the course. And the caddy, when the caddy tells you at a place like that 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 was the worst conditions they've ever walked in, that's do you have something. Do you have pride in that, or do you have, or is there shame in that? When a caddy at oh, Aaron Hills tells you that is the worst conditions they have, because there's a sense of pride because you you went out, you toughed, you know, you said well, you and your buddy you toughed the elements, but at the same time you made the poor caddy go out there and caddy in the worst elements he's ever caddied. Well, in. he still got paid. I mean, it's, it's not. <laughs> he didn't it's, get, he didn't it's get paid like, more. It's not, it's not like he said it was the longest round he's ever caddied. <laughs> that would be a way different scenario because that means that you played terribly and he walked all over the place for your terrible play. No, that was just bad conditions. I felt like it was kind of one of those Mighty Ducks moments. You know, the Ducks flew together that day. And there were only four <laughs> of us out there on Aaron Hills, and we did it together. The and I'll always together. And I'll always remember that round and how cold my hands were. Oh, my goodness. That's the thing. Once they get cold, man, I just don't know if there's anything you can do throughout the course because yeah, you're, well, your, you're pulling your hands out of the mittens. One of my buddies mittens. is in, like, like a yellow raincoat, like your traditional yellow raincoat, not a golf raincoat, no, like a just, big yellow raincoat. I mean, it was, it was almost comical on some holes. But what about you? Uh, so there are two that really stand out. There was a thing that we did at Goodcomer Brands called GKB Palooza, where it was. I'm intrigued. Yeah, it was back in. I'm trying to think of the year. If it was 2011, I want to say we were celebrating. 2010 was a great year for the company, like because uh, obviously the recession hit in 2008, and the, and the way we had bounced back. So so Craig, our founder and CEO, had the idea of bringing everybody in the company together in one spot. And we you know. Had a huge weekend. It was it was a lot of fun. And one of the th- we did it down at Geneva National. And one of the things that you could do was play golf. And it was kind of a similar day that you were just describing at Aaron Hills, where people were walking off the course. But I was not going to pass up the free golf, and I just grinded it out. Um, I think I finished by myself in my group. Like everybody else, just kind of peeled off. I just kept going and I'm grinded it out. Because uh, I wasn't going to give up. I had rain gloves. Like, I had gotten rain gloves for Christmas that year. Oh. So I'm like, I got rain gloves. I'll be fine. It's the first time I, got to, the first time I ever got to use the rain gloves. Um, so that was bad. It was also really bad. It's the only other time. So today, it was so windy. When we were playing alternate shot, our third, show of, our, our third hole of alternate shot, I have the ball down. Um, I take a couple practice strokes. I, I start to take a step into the ball. And it rolls away. Just rolled away. I've only seen that one other time in real life. And that was this March in the windiest conditions I have ever played in at um, TPC Vegas in Las Vegas as part of the WPGA program. It was the windiest. And I made the joke today with the guys that, that because there were a couple of huge wind gusts out there that if we were on the PGA Tour, they would have pulled us off. They would have, without a doubt, pulled us off the golf course if we were the PGA Tour and we were out in Vegas. It's the windiest conditions I have ever, ever been a part of. 
Like you, four clubs was not enough on some of these holes. Or wow. if it was downwind, you know, downwind was a lot of fun until you got near the green. You're like, oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, how it, far do I have to hit this, and how far is this going to go? We, we played at Mistwood Golf Club down in Romeoville, Illinois. It's a nice facility. Thank you so much to them for having us out there. It was a great day, even though we didn't get to finish the event. Um, but there's a a lot of water in play. There's a lot of trouble on this golf course, including a huge lake that four or five holes wrap around on this course. So imagine playing a four club wind when water is always in play, and it seemed like the wind was always blowing towards that water based on what direction you were hitting. It didn't even matter. No. I mean, it was, there was one sand shot. I was 110 yards. I had to play 160 yards just to fly the water. Uh, I mean, hey, you, and that was a really good shot. You that got was to my flag, shot of the day. That was, sure. You got flag high. You were also aiming nowhere near the pin no. because you were trying. They were our, the opponents were in trouble. So you're like, I am going here. You hit it and, and oh, you no, two putt for I, I was absolutely terrified. I mean, th- there's no way. <laughs> it was, was a fantastic shot, though. It was a fantastic Thank shot. You. Thank you. I didn't have a lot of positives, but that was one of them. We didn't have a lot of positives. Let, let's be no. honest. No, right. we were going to win alternate shot before that siren came. I'm I am confident in that. We I I feel confident in speaking for both of us here. Um, we really bleeped the bed in, in the in the four ball. Yeah, yeah. We we were two up right out of the gates. Yep. Then went one down. Yep. Really quickly. <laughs> things things were moving fast. Things yeah. were moving real. Not a quick. whole lot of having holes in our match. No, it was a roller coaster ride. Uh, but we, I mean, we had a chance going into eighteen. We battled back. We had a chance going into eighteen. We couldn't close it out. Um, but it was tough conditions out there. Eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six. If you want to share some of the tougher conditions, some of the stories of the tougher conditions that you have had to play in uh, throughout the course of your time. And look, in the state of Wisconsin, when you're playing golf in March, and a lot of times you find yourself playing some golf in November, you can find yourself in some tricky situations weather-wise. And today was one of those days. Unfortunately, we did not get to finish our event. But as you mentioned. Shout out to Mistwood Golf Club uh, down in Illinois. It was it, it seemed like a fun track. We didn't get to finish our original 18. Um, so the, the golf course seemed fun. Do you want to throw a shout out to Old Fashioned Golf? You are wearing one of their polos that they supplied for Team Wisconsin today. We looked sharp. We didn't necessarily play sharp, but we looked good while we were out on the golf course. Thanks to OldFashionedGolf.com. Yeah, I don't know about look good, feel good, but we look good. We definitely look good. The wind did not help us feel good. Uh, but somebody who has been playing some some pretty good golf, unlike Stephen and myself today, uh, is Bobby Stricker. She's had a heck of a summer. She was one of the interns for the WSGA Best Internship Ever. Uh, so she got to play a couple of golf courses she had not played in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, she's launching her professional career, was part of the LPGA Q School a few weeks back out in California. We want to talk to her about that because... She had someone that everybody recognized as her caddy on that day. I mean, golf is just in that family's blood with Nikki and Steve and Izzy now as well. So we want to talk to Bobby Stricker about golf. We will do that coming up next on the tee. Back to the course and on the tee with Gabe and Steven after this on 94.5 ESPN. You're listening to On the Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Incredibly excited to talk to our next guests. 
who was technically a WSGA intern, among other things, this summer. She's had a busy, busy summer. Bobby Stricker, we talked to her as part of our segment, It's All About the Drive. Sometimes it's all about the drive. But off the tee, it's all about the drive. The best and biggest shots of the weekend. That house is like 400 yards away. Is that good? That's unbelievable. It's all about the drive. On On the Tee is brought to you by Ewald Automotive. Shop the Ewald Automotive Group, home of the 20-year, 200,000-mile limited warranty on all new vehicles. Visit any of their eight locations today, in-store or online at ewaldautomotive.com. Ewald Automotive. We make it easy. Bobby Stricker joining the program, and where I want to start, I want to go back a little bit, Bobby, because your story is fascinating to me. Because you did not play competitive golf until the summer following your senior year of high school. And now yeah. you're at a point where you are preparing for a professional career, LPGA Q school, excuse me, Q school this summer. Where did the where did the decision, where did the passion for you come for? You know, in terms of golf, where did that suddenly just come from where you decided you wanted to play golf and now in a relatively short amount of time, you're preparing for a pro career. Yeah. Hi, guys, by the way. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I um, I did. I played I played high school tennis all four years. And honestly, that, you know, passion and the goal of playing collegiate golf, first of all, was, um, you know, it was nothing new. I went I honestly went into high school knowing and wanting to be a Badger golfer. And, um, I just had this pull to play tennis. I had some of my best friends that were on the tennis team and I just, I wanted to be with them and I wanted to do what they were doing. And I wasn't too bad at tennis either. So I, um, you know, decided to do that. And after my sophomore year, I actually told my, my tennis coach, I was like, I'm actually going to be done. Um, in junior and senior year, I'm going to play golf because this is a goal of mine and a dream of mine. And I don't think I can do it if I don't play in high school. Um, but I ended up playing tennis all four years. And, um, you know, Wisconsin, you know, I just a huge blessing that they just had the faith in me and gave me that walk-on spot. And, yeah, this professional dream has been, um, you know, a newer one, I would say, uh, since I've improved the way I have in college. Uh, just to clarify, uh, Bobby was saying she wasn't too bad at tennis. Uh, I believe here on her bio it says, four-time WIAA Division One state girls tennis qualifier. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I guess you weren't too bad. You're going to state four yeah, times just in tennis. A, just a casual four-time state qualifier. <laughs> uh, I actually did. This is kind of embarrassing, but I'm going to share it anyway. I, um, I appreciate this. <laughs> I did a drive-by um, in Wanakee. I went to Wanakee High School. Um, just outside of Madison, and I uh, at our tennis park. It's called Rip Park, and they have signs up of you know the players that qualified. And then my um, what was it? My junior and senior year, uh, I played with the same girl. I was a doubles. I was a doubles player, so um, I played with the same girl. She was a year younger than me, and we got third my junior year and fifth my senior year. So those signs are up at Rip Park, and I did a little drive-by yesterday to kind of relive the glory days. <laughs> it's fantastic. Hey, uh, it's in writing. It's going to be up forever, so you should continue to drive-by. Yeah. 
Well, let, let's talk about you adding your name to a little trophy this summer as the, the state amateur champion. What was that moment mm-hmm. like for you? And you had mentioned, you know, knowing that you have this professional dream in front of you and understanding you realizing your dreams playing for the Badgers. How important was that step for you locally and how much confidence mm-hmm. did that give you in where you can take your career? Yeah, um, yeah, that win was, was um, you know, kind of unimaginable. I really, you know, you're going, you're obviously each week you, you play and you would enroll into a golf tournament, you're, you're thinking that you're going to try to, you're obviously trying to win it. Um, but, you know, I, I really was the icing on top of the cake of my, I feel like, amateur career um and to do that when i was still an amateur to be able to play i don't know obviously i grew up here um i'm obsessed with the state of wisconsin um so just to like yeah have my name on that trophy and to you know thinking about my family and what that means in our family i have some state amateur champions in my family too so you know to share that with them and who knew my family my family was there um, so that was, yeah, that was really cool. And it just, you know, when things like that happen and I was playing really good golf going into that and, um, hadn't really played in a ton of things that, that, you know, this summer and, and leading up to that. So you're practicing and you're thinking that you're doing good things, but when, when something like that happens and you, and you, you know, do pull those things off, um, it kind of just solidifies what you're working on and, it's for sure a confidence boost than it was going into Q school for sure. So you mentioned Q schools. We talked with Bobby Stricker here on the T945 ESPN. Let's go ahead and talk about Q school. What was the preparation for Q school like? Because Q school is one of those things that, you know, it's certainly changed over the years, but for someone mm-hmm. like yourself, you've never gone through it. You, you know, yeah. obviously you can, you can draw on the experience and, and ask your dad what it was like for him to go through Q school, but you don't know what it's like yeah. until you go through it. What was the preparation like? What was playing in the Q school like? Yeah, the preparation was a lot of, um, yeah, I asked a lot of questions from, you know, you know, I asked the questions to my dad, but also I have a teammate um, that, went through it the year before COVID. Um, so they didn't have one in 2020. They had it in 2019. And she's a few few years older than me. And um, she went through it. So I asked her about it too. So I had some people around me that just, you know, could explain it to me. Um, I knew what, it was, knew what it was about, but more so like the the mental side of just what the process is. And it's, it's um, I learned it was very, gru- very grueling. Uh, but yeah, golf wise, I, I, um, you know, spent a lot of time on the golf course, just playing. I think that's, you know, in Wisconsin, we can spend a lot of time indoors in the wintertime. So when we get these nice months of, of, you know, sunshine and warm weather, I like to play, you know, as many golf holes as I can, because you can always do like the fundamental, um, upkeep work in the wintertime, you know, the grind hours, but, um, I just played a ton of golf holes and I did need, need some, you know, technical help and I got that. Um, but yeah, it was stressful leading up to it. Not going to lie. Um, you know, you start to get to thinking about the future and, you know, what if things don't happen and what if they do? And, um, I was stressed out, but learned a ton from it. And, um, 
I'm excited about next year. <laughs> I want to do it again. And uh, I'm just thinking about your laundry list of your resume for this summer. I mean, you played some golf. You won the state am. Mm-hmm. You caddied for your uncle at the mm-hmm. Am Championship. You've done some work on social media. You were the number one internship for the WSGA, playing courses <laughs> all around the state. You're about to watch your dad captain the Ryder Cup. Can you describe what this summer of golf has meant to you personally and also your family? Yeah, it's, um, it's met a ton. Uh, I've gotten to share all of these experiences with them, which has been probably the coolest part. You know, um, we're all really close, and, and we do. We share this, this golf thing together, and it's, it's really special. It's special to me. I think it's special to the rest of them. I know it is. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a lot, but it's gone by so fast. I, I played my last, um, or one of my last, I might play one more, um, for this WSJ internship at Whistling Straits and, you know, going through there, I was just blown away of how fast it went. And, um, you know, it's cool because I, I got a journalism degree. So what I was doing was right up my alley and obviously I'm obsessed with golf too. So taking photos and being able to bring my camera and see these courses I'd never seen before. Um, it was just, it was cool. It, and, and I think, you know, if, if this golf professional golf thing doesn't work out, I could see myself doing something like that. So, you know, just super thankful to, to the WSGA really for, um, you know, picking me and allowing me to do that. Talking with Bobby Stricker here on the tee. Bobby, if you need some playing partners, can you, you know, <laughs> I think Stephen and I would be able to, like, find an opening. Hey, Bobby, also a proud school, a uh, J school alum as well, if, you know, if you're yes. looking for a fourth. <laughs> <laughs> you, you mentioned the guys in mind. <laughs> oh, we certainly appreciate being on the, you know, being on the list. I'm sure it's a long list, but I appreciate being on the list. Um, of the WSGA internship courses that you got to play, because you didn't get to do, you know, a, as many as I'm sure you'd have liked because, you know, you were busy preparing for your own professional golf career uh what's mm-hmm. the, what's the favorite course that you got to play uh, good question um i would say sand valley and i know one of them is called sand valley and one of them is called mammoth dunes but i'd say like just the whole place in itself because i really liked both of the courses and their little um par three sandbox um had a ton of fun there. I brought my teammates, and um, my parents actually came with my sister, and they came to play the sandbox with me. So just, like, super cool atmosphere. And the whole time I was like, I don't feel like I'm in Wisconsin, which, I don't know. It, it was, you know, it, it, yeah, it was cool. I'd say that one was my favorite. And also we played Whistling Straits when all the um, all the builds were up, you know, like the, the structures for the, for the stands. So. I mean, that was pretty cool, and it's just so pretty. So I guess kind of hard to pick, but those are my top two. What's next? What, what's next for you? I mean, it's been such a – I'm sure it's been a whirlwind of a summer. I mean, it goes by – I mean, I feel like summer in Wisconsin could just go fly by quickly because here we are with, you know, football season already, already here. What's next for you? Mm-hmm. What next steps are you taking in your golf career? Yeah, um, great question. I don't really know what's next. Um, this, 
It, it, besides yeah. having us out to join you for one of your final internship <laughs> rides. Yeah. Uh, um, this Ryder Cup is really um, on all of our minds. In our, I'm, I'm living at home still, so um, it's on all of our minds in our household right now, and we're just so pumped for it. Um, every day, you know, new things come up. You're try, you're coordinating different things. Um, you know, family and friends that you're trying to coordinate come and um, really haven't thought a ton about myself, to be honest, in the whole last, um, really since Q school. Um, but my golf, I there's a tournament in the end of October in Florida that um, I was just, just learned about that I might, you know, try to play in. But um, this Ryder Cup is, is on the on the front of all of our all of our minds right now so so with with that as before we let you go because we've already taken yeah. uh, plenty of your time like you mentioned the Ryder Cup and, and how much you're preparing and, and even there just living at home how much you're helping so how cool yeah. is it that your dad as he's preparing to do that is taking time out to caddy for you at LPGA Tour qualifying school oh my gosh it's, it's awesome yeah it's awesome and you know he's he's my dad and you know, I, I, I do, I, I get all the, and especially this last week, I've, I've seen it firsthand. He's, he's stressing out and, um, you know, it's getting closer and we all kind of are, you know, stressing out and anxious to get her going. And, um, yeah, I, I was so appreciative and, and thankful that, that he was able to do that because it made, you know, and I, I think it made a huge difference. I guess I don't know because I haven't done it without him. Um, but just to bounce things off of him, um, obviously his knowledge on the golf course, like in the middle of the rounds, was unbelievable. And I'm sure saved me a couple shots here and there. Um, but, yeah, it was it was just a special time. And I got to spend – it was just him and I that went out there, and we were out there for seven days in, in the desert of California. So it was just – really cool time that I haven't spent that kind of time with him in, oh my gosh, forever. Like when I was probably 12, when we went up North to fish, just him and I, but um, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was awesome. That's, that's really that's special. Such, oh, that's such a Wisconsin answer, though. Yeah. Like, you talk about, you started this, Bobby, talking about how much you love and, and, and in love with the state of Wisconsin. And the most Wisconsin answer you could have given was, <laughs> I haven't spent that much time, you know, consecutively with my dad since we went up north fishing. Uh, it was perfect. <laughs> a perfect answer. Bobby, uh, we, we certainly appreciate the time. We're going to be keeping an eye and, and a close eye on you as you continue your professional golf career. We'd love to have you back on the show. But uh, congratulations on a wild summer and and what i would say is a successful summer yeah and enjoy it all Bobby. yeah and and also yeah keep keep dad at ease we want to see the best version of steve stricker in a couple of weeks because we want to see a team usa win just as much as you guys do i would imagine oh gosh yeah we're we're trying our best he'll be great (laughs) (laughs) no doubt about it thank you bobby thank you guys Bobby Stricker, among other things, WSGA intern, but also, um, you know, Wisconsin Badger. Um, I wasn't aware that was the story, that even though she was playing high school tennis. Like, can you imagine being that talented at both of those sports? Like, she is a state qualifier. I don't care if it was doubles tennis. She's a state qualifier four years in tennis at her high school and still goes on to have a tremendous college career 
at the University of Wisconsin. It's just got to be fun to be like, you know what? I'm just going to play for the Badgers. That's what I want my goal to be. <laughs> just like, you know, just turn that switch on. I mean, she obviously oh, grew up around the game oh, with her yeah. parents and has played casually for most of her life. But to be able to just be like, you know what? I think I'm going to take this thing seriously. And within a year or two, she just really watched put her dreams, you know, become true. And, and just kind of her meteoric rise since then has been really fun to watch as golf lovers such as you and myself. Yeah, yeah, it's been fantastic to watch, and and hopefully we get to catch up with her again sooner rather than later. She was fantastic. If you missed any con- conversation, it'll be up later, Wisconsin On Demand. And we do have to talk about the Ryder Cup. And we do have to make some picks for the Ryder Cup. That's coming up next, but first, we have this week's Car Girl Moment of the Week. And now, it's time for another Cart Girl Moment, presented by Fairways of Woodside. Goody, it's you again. Three light beers, is it? And two gin and tonics. Well, alrighty then. That'll be 50 bucks, please. <sighs> no, I would not like to barter the pricing with you. Yes, I do have change for 100 Yeah, big spender. Thanks. Enjoy the rest of your round. This has been another Cart Girl Moment, presented by Fairways of Woodside, home of the premium golf experience. Premium golf, service, and of course, the best golf carts with GPS and Bluetooth speakers. Fairways of Woodside. No ifs, ands, or putts. There's more On the Tee with Gabe and Steven coming up on 94.5 ESPN. This is On the Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. It's official. I am concerned. I am worried. We're going to talk about the Ryder Cup team right now in our fantasy golf segment. Who's in the red? Give me another ball. Take a drop, Roy. Roy, just... Give me another ball. Who's in the green? Happy learned how to putt. Uh-oh. This is where we recap the weekend in fantasy golf and prepare you for the next tournament. Brought to you by New Male Medical Center. Guys struggling with low testosterone, ED, and weight loss have had success at New Male. You can too. Schedule your consultation at newmail.com and discover the new you. Stephen Watson is going to be up there tomorrow at Whistling Straits when Steve Stricker announces his six captain's picks, which we'll get to in a second. But I'm worried about Team USA. Oh, I have been for quite some time, Gabe. Let's just go ahead and run down the guys that are automatically on the team. Just go ahead and just let's do this. Um, Colin Morikawa. He's been playing terribly and finished last in what would have been the gross version of the Tour Championship if you eliminate all the strokes that were given out for free. He's our number one ranked player. (laughs) Number one ranked player on the Ryder Cup points. Because... and, And... He's been dealing reportedly, or rumoredly, I guess, with a bad back. So he's dealing with a bad back, which, if you ever had a bad back and tried to swing a golf club, not great, Bob. Uh, Who knows the last time Dustin Johnson actually played well? He's number two. Bryson DeChambeau is, well, Bryson DeChambeau. um, The biggest wild card. I mean, although we we haven't, we've gone like... 40 minutes. He haven't said his name yet. It's wild. It's a weird week for Bryson. Kind of refreshing. Uh, Brooks Kepka, number four on this list. Just had to pull out of the Tour Championship with wrist injury. Those are the top four players. And then Justin Thomas, Patrick Cantlay. They've been all right. 
I mean, Patrick Cantlay just won the Tour Championship, so, you know, he's $15 million richer. I'm, so I'm, that makes me nervous. That just makes me so worried. On top of that, I think that we believe 7 through 10 are Locks. safely on the team. Locks. Tony Fino, Xander Shoffley, Jordan Spieth, Harris English, which kind of leaves two wild cards. You have Daniel Berger out there, Webb Simpson out there, Jason uh, Scotty Scheffler out there. But the most interesting one here is Patrick Reed. And I feel last week I was kind of like, I was supporting Patrick Reed. And I thought that, you know what, maybe I could make him, maybe I could justify a pick for him. I had heard the idea from Harris English through a No Laying Up podcast that maybe he would be a good partner for Bryson DeChambeau, that Patrick Reed would be somebody that would embrace the challenge of playing with Bryson and trying to get up and down from these different spots. Because Patrick Reed's, no matter how you feel about Patrick Reed, his short game is impeccable. It is fantastic. He can get up and down from some spots that mere mortals cannot. And he has proven in past Ryder Cups that he is ready for the moment. He is Captain America. Again. But but he, no, that is way overblown. He is 7-3-2 and two in his all-time Ryder Cup record. He hasn't won a team match without Jordan Spieth. On President's Cup teams, on Ryder Cup teams, and Spieth is playing with JT. We already know that. That's, ha- that's happened. Do we know that? Yeah, we do know that. Come on, they're, they're playing together. You've been talking to Steve? No. I will put down. whatever. What do you want to bet? That those two are going to be paired together playing together at the Ryder Cup again. I don't want to bet anything because I do think that they will be paired Okay, okay yeah. But I mean, it's all about maximizing points, right? But here's the thing about Patrick Reed. You don't have to take him. And at this point, I can't take him. For a number of reasons here. And the issue with Patrick Reed is you don't know where the truth begins. Because Patrick Reed had to drive from Houston to Atlanta for the Tour Championship. And he said it was because uh, his lungs would not be able to handle the pressurized cabin of an airplane. And he's because he missed a big chunk, he missed a good chunk of this part, the last part of the season, he missed the last two playoff events going into Eastlake with bilateral pneumonia. So his lungs are, are giving him issues. And he had a bad ankle before that. But then, for whatever reason, he decides to throw in there that he wasn't tested for COVID. You're telling me you're walking into a hospital in 2021 with lung issues and doctors aren't going to go, oh, maybe we should test for COVID. Rejoining the tour championship as well? <sighs> I mean, look, and, and, and then he adds in, he sprinkles in the piece of how he was calling his family. Doctors weren't sure if he was going to make it. I have no idea what to believe. But I know everything that he said, it's not truthful. On top of that, this is somebody who has thrown captains under the bus. This is somebody who threw Tiger Woods under the bus in previous team events. Like, I, I at this point, I think you can go, hey, Patrick, you just had bilateral pneumonia. You were up and down at the Tour Championship. Tip of the cap to you for crying it out, trying to but we need guys that are healthy, especially because 
We don't know if Cullen's healthy. We don't know if Brooks is healthy. Like, just make sure you go and get yourself right and get ready for the 2021-2022 PGA Tour season. At this point, I am passing on Patrick Reed because it does not seem like it's worth the headache that it could potentially cause. I hope you are right, but I fear you will not be right. I agree. I do not think Patrick Reed is the best option for Team USA. And I want to give you a stat that shows just how critical these final few wildcard picks are for Team USA. In the past four Ryder Cups, the wildcard picks, and of course this is a little different this year because there are six captains picks, have combined for a 16-29-2 record in the Ryder Cup. Woof. In 2018, they were 2-10, and and they are four captains picks. In 2016, they were 7-6. and six. That was the only time they were over 500 winning percentage in the Ryder Cup. So, these are monumental picks that Steve Stricker is going oh, yeah. to be making tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. And I think that he is going to go with experience. And he's going to go with Patrick Reed, who, as I mentioned, is 7-3-2 in the Ryder Cup. I don't care if his wing is clipped. He is Captain America. He's riding out there as an eagle. I don't, I, I don't think I don't I don't want him. I hate the fact that we would add another polarizing personality to that Team USA roster. But I also don't know if anybody else has won their way into this thing where experience might matter more than somebody who maybe played well from January until March. And this is this brings me to the point of why I'm worried and it's not just because of the health, but it's because of the personalities that could clash. Of course. On Team USA. It never seems like Team Europe has these issues. Win, lose, draw, it doesn't seem like they do. I mean, they've got a really good team, by the way, that they're putting together. Now, only three players have automatically qualified at this point because on the European Tour, their big events, the BMW PGA Championship is this weekend. So they go through the BMW Championship. Uh, they will have, you know, they'll, they'll announce all their automatic qualifiers and then their captain's picks from Padraig Harrington at some point next week. So right now, three guys have, have earned enough points. Excuse me, four players... Five players have earned enough points. The reason why I kept having to skip because they've got like two different lists. It's very confusing at times. There's the world ranking list and then they've got the European tour list and they combine them. And there are five players that have already earned spots. John Rahm, Tommy Fleetwood, Rory McIlroy, Paul Casey, and Victor Hovland. We already know that they are on the team. That's then a nice top five. They're going to add Terrell Hatton, Burton Weisberger, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Probably Robert McIntyre going to end up on that list. Uh, Lee Westwood, Shane Lowry, Sergio Garcia, Justin Rose, Ian Poulter. Like they've, it seems to me like they're putting together a nice team that's going to gel. And I am really, really worried. And maybe it has a little bit to do as well with what the European women did to the United States women in the uh, in the Solheim Cup this last weekend in Ohio at Inverness, which was fantastic. If you did not watch it, I meant it was way more entertaining to me than the Tour Championship. Um, but the European women just came in, dominated. From the word go. Went out, dominated, and I'm I'm kind of worried about Team USA. Or the fact that they've lost seven of the last nine Ryder Cups. <laughs> that doesn't help. That doesn't help. But, I mean, if you have... I mean, you have the potential for some explosions between Bryson, Brooks, if you add Patrick Reed... Like, you're just adding another combustible element to this whole thing. Like, 
But, but I mean... He campaigned to play for Tiger Woods, then didn't play with Jordan Spieth, got ticked off because he didn't play with Spieth, blamed his poor play, his poor play, dude shot like an 80, said Tiger somehow apologized to him. But he had an epic win over Rory at Hazeltine. I... All right, so let's let, five let, years ago. Let, let's. Bobby Stricker was playing tennis. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bobby, you were great. You were great. <laughs> she was fantastic. All right, I we, would have Bobby on over her dad again. Like if, Bobby if, is now officially a friend of show. Oh, without a doubt. All right, we've got two spots, right? I yes, we hear have two spots. Your Gruber Law Office's one call. That's all pick but we're gonna go two okay we're gonna go two because we believe that the top four the next four on the points in the on the rider cup not list, who you think it should be who steve who is going to pick steve at is 9 a.m tomorrow so we believe that fino shoffley spieth english are locks man he's gonna pick patrick reed isn't he oh he's gonna pitch patrick reed and i'm gonna be terrified uh i'm gonna say you know what i'm gonna say he skips over reed and he goes Berger and Simpson. He goes with that experience, but he goes experience with Simpson and decides that Berger, because Berger can hit it a little bit further, um, he goes with Berger. I I'm going to go Berger Simpson. I think he's going chalk. And based on the Ryder Cup rankings, top 12, chalk. Oh. Patrick Reed is 11. Please Daniel Berger is 12. Don't do it. Please don't do it, Steve. I would love to see him go Berger. Scheffler? Yeah, big you're, you're, you're a big Scott or Scheffler guy. Can, I would not be mad if Scotty Scheffler made the team. Scheffler's Scheffler fun to could watch. come out and eagle every single hole on that course. He could also shoot 85. But as <laughs> a match play, I'm I'm excited to watch Scotty Scheffler. I hope he is picked tomorrow morning, but I really think yeah. it's going to be Reed and Berger. And, you know, Stricker's going to have some sort of, like, week-long kumbaya for Team USA. A little team-building exercises to get this group together healthy and have them all become best friends and finally return this Ryder Cup. Why am I so nervous for this? So, so nervous. And it's still three weeks away. Like, it's so far away. This is not going to be good for, But the injury element is a real thing right now. Oh, no, the injury element, yes. And again, COVID is always, you know, lurking around the corner. Um, so that's that's always something you have to be, you know, cognizant of. So even the 12 that are going to be finally selected, that might not be the 12 that ends up representing Team USA Correct. in three weeks when the Ryder Cup actually happens. Uh, we're going to talk about one of the courses that a member of Team USA dominated as a teenager. That's next in our featured course. Forget about changing that dial. More on the tee with Gabe and Steven next on 94.5 ESPN. For It's on the tee with Gabe Neitzel and Steven Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Running out of time, but we've got a feature, of course, right now on the tee. Thanks to our friends at Waste Management. Fescue, hole placement, dog legs, hazards. What don't you want to know about Wisconsin's variety of golf courses? It's time for On the Tee to give you a course review. Brought to you by Waste Management, a company that values inclusion and diversity, safety, our customers, and the environment. Join the WM family and visit careers.wm.com. Fire Ridge Golf Club. 
up in Grafton. If you've been on Highway 43, you've driven past the sign. Uh, it's a fantastic golf course. Had a lot of fun playing it uh, the, the, the few times that I've gone up there to play it. But the fun fact for Fire Ridge is Tony Finau has the course record. Tony Finau shot a 64, which is a course record at Fire Ridge, when he was qualifying for the then U.S. Bank Championship, which was played at Brown Deer Park Golf Course. Uh, and this happened in 2007 when Tony Fina was 17 years old. 17 years old, fired a course record 64 at Fire Ridge to Monday qualify for the U.S. Bank Championship. I'm a big fan of this golf course. I played this course a lot when I first moved to Milwaukee. Uh, great rates, but also one of the better green complexes that you'll see from public golf courses in the state of Wisconsin. I, I love the fact that their greens are true, they're fast, it makes for a fun round for pretty much any type of skill set of player, and a couple of really good undulations. I mean, you know, you have some good elevation drop on some of those holes. I think about that 11th par 3 downhill yeah. coming off of a great reachable par 5 and 2. Um, that's a great stretch on that golf course. A big fan of that course. Hey, one of my favorite, and to me, a test of how good is this golf course is sometimes how good are these par threes? Like, what can you do? You mentioned the down the hill. There's a couple of different teeing areas that they have um, for that 11th hole. But the 17th hole is a really cool par three as yeah. well, um, where it's kind of set um, back. You've got some woods to the left, a little bit of marshland back there, a two-tiered green. So depending upon where the 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 tee is, excuse me, where the the pin is that day, um, you know, you got to be pretty precise with that shot. I really like the par threes at Fire Ridge, and I think that's what kind of steps it up and, and sets it apart. Is the par the, the four par threes that they have? Yeah, and 18 is a great one coming in, kind of a funky hole. Um, you got to go way up the hill on 18 on your second yep. shot. Um, over water, kind of a fun way to, to come back into the clubhouse. Um, you know, one of my favorite things about a public course like Fire Ridge that is playable so often to so many different types of people, there aren't many holes that mimic one another. It feels like there's no. a lot of different types of golf holes on that course. Um, the par threes definitely set it apart, but I'll go back to it. I mean, the greens and how challenging the greens can be really make it feel like you're playing a bigger course for what the price is, which what more can you ask for yeah. <laughs> as, a, as a recreational golfer? <laughs> that's that's exactly what you're looking for, kind of getting that value. And and again, like depending upon where those pin placements are on, on certain holes, it can play really tough. Yeah. You know, some of them can be a little bit more accessible. That's that, that's something that this definitely sets Fire Ridge apart. Yeah, and, I, and real quickly, I'm involved with First Tee of Southeastern Wisconsin, and they were really helpful with Operation Dream, getting some kids out on a golf course that had never been around the game. Um, so shout out to them for being so great to give those kids from inner city an opportunity to learn about the game, to be on their driving range, to be on their putting greens, and try to grow the game that First Tee of Southeastern Wisconsin is trying to do every single day. Find out more at FireRidgeGC.com. We are out of time. We'll find out tomorrow morning, 9 a.m., who those captain p- captain's picks are going to be. Then I can continue to be nervous about the Ryder Cup team. we got a couple of weeks to be nervous, baby. <laughs> Why are you excited about being nervous? I'm terrified. It builds drama, baby. I'm just I can't wait for that first tee. I am That first tee is going to be awesome. That first tee is going to be great. And Patrick Reed's going to come flying in on an eagle. <laughs> we'll find out if he's on the team tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. This has been on the team.